Good day, Christian Israel. Pastor Eli James here, back from my road trip to Missouri which and Arkansas, which was very eventful. I actually got a chance to meet with Danny Schreffler, whose article on TikTok we have been doing with, with Brother Michael from Sweden. Uh, Brother Michael will not be with us today, and uh, but he should be back next week when we will pick up with the uh, TikTok articles by Danny, so that will be uh, very good. Uh, today we're going to be getting back to an article by Charles Connor of, uh, I think he's in Georgia, and uh, about the who is the Antichrist, and when will the Antichrist arrive. And I, unfortunately, I don't have a URL for this article. It's on my computer. And I'm going to be picking up where we left off a couple of weeks ago with this article. And it's about the timing, prediction of the Antichrist. And in this section of the article, which I will back up uh, to uh, get uh, context for everybody, because it's been a couple of weeks since we uh, addressed this article. And uh, let me see where it says. Okay, so Ezekiel, yeah, this is good. All right, why is Yahweh addressing Satan here in Ezekiel 28, 18? And it says, Ezekiel 28, 18, Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic, Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, it shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. Now this is a very, very interesting prophecy. Of course, Yahweh is comparing Satan with the kingdom of Tyre, which was a mercantile operation. And this mercantile operation involved a lot of paganized Israelites of the tribe of Dan, the tribe of Asher, and various others who were the actual sailors on board the ships of Tyre, which eventually became known as Phoenicia. And Phoenicia retained its pagan rituals throughout its existence, even though those people were primarily Israelites. There's no doubt that whoever the king of Tyre was, before the, uh, I can't remember the name of the king of Tyre, after Hiram. Hiram is the king of Tyre who built Solomon's temple, or provided the materials for the building of Solomon's temple. He was a Yahweh believer. So we need to understand that the relationship between Solomon and Hiram was very good, Hiram was a Yahweh believer, but things deteriorated after his death. I don't know whether Hiram was assassinated or whether he died naturally. Uh, That would be a really interesting question for further study. But here, let's get back to Ezekiel 28.18 and what it actually says here, which is very, very important. Let me repeat the entire verse here again. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities. By the way, the Israelites of Phoenicia, they built Carthage, and at Carthage they built another shrine to Molech into which they tossed their newborn children. 
okay? They burnt their newborn children in the fires of Molech, okay? So the Phoenicians continued that type of activity, and they went as far as Britain and Ireland, and so that type of activity was started up even there. Well, let's continue. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, it shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold me. Folks, I think that this fire in the midst of Phoenicia, or in the midst of Tyre, who is Tyre today? Tyre today is the house of Rothschild. They are the number one commercial empire in the world. It's not America. It's not a country. It is this commercial empire which is uh, started at the rock called Tyre, which was an island. And that island was, uh, that, sorry, Ireland. <laughs> well, maybe Ireland is named after Tyre. <laughs> Slip of the tongue there. But uh, the reality there is that the Israelites that migrated west on the ships of Phoenicia, and by the way, Hebrew and Phoenician are exactly the same religion, and Hebrew came first. The secularists have this all wrong. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I forgot, folks. Today is Easter Sunday, but I'm not going to do an Easter. Uh, we've done plenty of studies showing that Easter is a Catholic, exclusively Catholic invention, and is based on Semiramis, the uh, the old goddess of, well, uh, Babylon, <laughs> the old goddess of Babylon, okay? So, yeah, and uh, uh, it's not a question, you know, I ask people, what does uh, Easter, what do bunnies have to do with the, ri- the risen Christ? What do bunnies have to do with the risen Christ? Well, of course, nothing, right? But nevertheless, the, the Catholics and mo- most of the denominations today have picked up the, the Catholic doctrine and worship accordingly. So anyway, so let's get back to this document, which is a, a very, a very interesting prophecy. Hot cross buns, yes, <laughs> right? To- toast them on both sides, right? Okay, don't have don't have half baked buns, folks. That's that's bad to have half to half baked buns. All right. So, I think that this prophecy is a reference to what's happening right now in Ukraine. I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, it shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in sight of all them that behold thee. So, I think the Rothschilds made a huge mistake by staging this war, it's another fake war, everybody should know that all wars are bankers' wars, Jewish bankers' wars, and that they may have made a big mistake here. Well, of course, number one, they st- started that war as a side, as a sideshow to take the limelight off of Joe Biden and his son, and that laptop that has all that incriminating evidence on it. By the way, where is that laptop? Where are the headlines about that laptop and all the incriminating evidence? No, I think this whole business about Trump being reincarnated as a, well, in this case, what, a, a, a prisoner? <laughs> if he actually did go to jail, this indictment, the upcoming election, all that, it's all a sideshow. 
the real action is occurring there in Ukraine. And the mass media, which is also owned by Jews, is doing their utmost to prevent that information from becoming public knowledge. That's what all, that's what this is all about, okay? So what they've done here, they did all this to cover up all the evil they've been doing, and I'm talking about the international Jew, all the evil they've been doing there in Ukraine with their chemical factories, with their biological factories, etc., etc., and the bombing they have been doing against Russia in the last eight years since 2014. They need to cover all that up. And what they're actually doing is they're executing the Ukrainian people and, and, and the people who go there to volunteer to fight for Ukraine. They're executing those people and harvesting their organs, etc. I mean, this is, the, this is the abomination of desolation, folks. So I'm thinking all this is going to backfire on the Rothschilds and NATO and all of their European Union allies. And, of course, our government, as run by Joe Biden, is in the thick of it. This, I think, is going to turn out to be their Achilles heel as more and more people react and reject this war in Ukraine as a staged event, all right? And that includes the Russians, because Michael and I did a show not too long ago that Putin, uh, showing Putin's ties with the Israelis, now whether he is just playing along with them, because he has to, because they control the world economy, and they could crash his economy anytime they want, Russia's economy anytime they want, at least for the time being. But as this Ukraine war gets out of hand, it's going to, and of course, you know, the, the, uh, there's going to be a new currency in the world. The Federal Reserve note is failing. And whether or not their CBDC operation will succeed is a huge question. So they may be losing control of the world economy and will not be able to set that ship right. So that's the big issue here. So let's continue with this article. And Charles says, Charles Connor says, Satan is being judged by Yahweh for being the leader of the rebellion in Earth Age 1, where he deceived one-third of the angels into following him. Very good. Yahweh has sent Satan to die in the lake of fire, as described <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on, my uh, my article jumped too far south. <laughs> As described in the book of Revelation, in other words, Satan is the god of this world, which he most certainly is. Uh, Paul says Satan is the prince of this world, and is here on earth along with his minions trying to deceive and cause the children of Yahweh to lose their souls in the second death. Therefore, the son of perdition is Satan, and I would also include his minions here on earth, especially the rabbis, who are teaching Satan's doctrine as if it were biblical doctrine, right? Therefore, the return of Jesus will not occur until after the apostasy happens, and the Antichrist, Satan as the fake Jesus, or Satan as the fake uh, representative of Scripture, and we know that's the Talmudic rabbi, their whole operation is nothing but fake, 
fake scripture, pretending to believe in the laws of Moses when in fact they are following Satan all the way, okay? So that when this Antichrist is revealed to the world. Now, it's interesting where I was at last weekend because we had our Passover event in central Missouri. And I found out that is the heart of the Hebrew Roots movement in the state of Missouri. Hebrew Roots, quote-unquote, is the idea that we Christians must align ourselves with the Jews and practice our our religion the way the Jews practice it. Well, f- folks, th- that's not uh, that's not possible. Uh, sorry, Swamp Fox, I don't have a link. This is a uh, article on my computer, and I'll see if I can make up a link with uh, for this article by Charles Connor. So the uh, uh, I'll. Do my best to share that with people uh, when I can. All right, so so this Hebrew roots movement is nothing but Christian Zionism. That's all it is. It is Christian Zionism, where otherwise, let's call it let's put it to otherwise pseudo Christians. They are pseudo Christians believing that the Bible is a Jewish book promote Zionism. They're fully on board with the red heifer baloney. They're fully on board with the third temple baloney. Okay? So my intention is to start preaching the true doctrine of Christianity in the heart of this Hebrew roots area. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fuss. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of fuss. I'm going to stir the pot, folks. I'm going, yes, Talmudic Christians. Very good, Nimblehurst. Uh, Nimblehurst, right? There's going to be a hearse for these Talmudic Christians if they don't wake up. So let's continue with this article. And uh, I'm just going to blast through this today because it's a fairly long document still. But I believe I can get through the whole thing so we can get back to Danny Schreffler's TikTok next week. All right, so here we go. And here is what Charles Conner has to say. Note, the apostasy has already happened to a degree. When we observe the confusion in doctrine and practice of the many church denominations that exist today, amen to that. I think we are f- fully blown uh, hypocrisy and apostasy in all denominations today. That is, that is without question the fact. Hypocrisy and apostasy in all the Judeo denominations today. Some teachers believe that the event where Satan comes as the fake Jesus, which causes many people to worship him, is the great falling away. Uh, I'm not even sure that the pseudo-Christians, let's call them that, they're Judeo-Christians, but they're also pseudo-Christians, because they falsely believe that the Jews are Israel, and they're following Jewish teaching. So that these pseudo-Christians don't know that they're following Satan. They believe that they're following the, the well, what they're following is the fake Israelites, <laughs> the Jews who call themselves Israel. So they're not doing this deliberately. But nevertheless, this is causing them and has caused them to fall away from the true faith, real Christianity, starting, in my opinion, 
in the late 50s, early 60s, when televangelism took over the airwaves of television and radio as well, and this fake idea, false idea that Israel, the Kaikistan, the the fake Israel, is the real Israel. And all these Judeo-Christians being led by Joyce Meyer and uh, all these televangelists, uh, John Hagee, they're the two worst ones, telling, telling you to worship the Jew. In effect, worshiping the Jew, because we falsely believe. Yes, they are anti-Israelites, thank you, Lily, anti-Israelites for sure. And they actually have been deceived into hating themselves, these Hebrew roots, so-called pseudo-Christians, because... They don't know who they are and have no inclination to learn who they are because they falsely believe that the Jews are Israel. So we need to drive a wedge into that false doctrine. Okay, that's my intention in central Missouri, Arkansas, and uh, we'll eventually be doing that in Oklahoma and Texas as well. Okay, so let's continue. Therefore, We should be in the daily process of studying God's word in order to have sufficient oil in our lamps, right? Boy, these pseudo-Christians have no oil, folks. If they have oil, it hasn't been uh, processed correctly. (laughs) And this occurred to me last night when I was driving home from Missouri. People, a lot of people don't realize that the state of Illinois has oil wells everywhere. If you drive along Interstate 70, which kind of cuts, divides the state of Illinois in half between north and south, you will see along both sides of that interstate highway oil wells pumping oil, okay? It's, it's not like Texas, but Illinois has always been a huge coal-producing state, and there's oil here as well. And I said, man, if I could get off the highway and pour some of that oil into my gas tank, <laughs> But no, it has to be processed. It has to be refined, you know. It would be be that easy. So in addition to these pumps that are along the highway, they have these tanks that store the the crude oil, all right. So that's all over the state of Illinois. Most people don't even know that. Okay, let's continue. Therefore, we should be in the daily process of studying God's Word, absolutely, so that we won't be deceived when... Antichrist shows up. We do not want to be among the virgins, that is those real Christians, 2 Corinthians 11.2, that did not have sufficient oil in their lamps. They had to go to town, uh, or in our case, Walmart, <laughs> right, to buy lamp oil. Okay, you don't want to be in a position of having to buy lamp oil when your lamp runs out. Now, but this is all metaphorical. This is not literal, although it will certainly be literal as well because if you don't, if you, the, the grid goes down and the gas stations stop pumping and you can't get kerosene and fuel oil, etc., you'll, you'll be out of luck for heating and lighting. It's going to get that bad, folks. It will get that bad. They had to go to town and buy oil. While they were gone, the bridegroom came and shut the door. Thus they missed the marriage supper of the Lamb. This parable of the ten virgins is in Matthew chapter 25. Very good. 
chapter 8. In order to arrive at an approximate date for Jesus' second advent, we need to start by asking when was Jesus born, and we covered that last week, and he concluded, uh, I'm just going to scroll down here, but I, I, I was just doing that for uh, context of uh, today's show, and uh, I think he concludes here that, of course, it was not December 23rd, or 25th, rather. It was in uh, late, uh, late fall, late fall, when the uh, shepherds were still tending their flocks. When it got to December, it got too cold, and they kept their flocks in their stalls as much as possible. All right, so uh, I'll just quote here from uh, part 8.1. The interpreter's one-volume commentary says, uh, this passage argues against the birth of Christ occurring on December 25th, since the weather would not have permitted it, permitted shepherds watching over their flocks in the fields at night. Yeah, it got really cold in Palestine in those, and it still does today. It gets really cold there. And uh, they, they, you know, put their sheep, their flocks of sheep, in their stalls during this time of year. All right, and then, uh, and he re, re uh, he cites the Companion Bible, Appendix 179, page 200. Historical calculations indicate the course of service of Zechariah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Zechariah, uh, the father of John the Baptist, corresponded to June 13 to 19 in the year, in that year. So, uh, and he came home because his wife Elizabeth was giving birth to John the Baptist at that time. And we know, so this occurred in March, or the end of March. And we know that Yahshua was born six months later. So his birth, uh, by various calculations, had to be around September 29th. And this is 8.3 here. Jesus was born latter part of September according to Yahweh's solar calendar. Okay, so... Given all of that, and he talks about Passover, April 2nd is our reminder that Christ died as the perfect sacrifice to pay for our sins. Feast of Unleavened Bread, April 3rd through 9th. And, uh, and so we're, we're still in the midst of uh, Passover, folks. Depending on which calendar you use, today is either the last day or Monday is the last day. And then Wave Sheaf begins April 4th, and oh, that was the, uh, we, we discussed that, that is the risen Christ, but also the, the rising of the Israelites, who whose sins were forgiven by, by his sacrifice on the cross on that day, all right? So, and uh, the scripture, I believe it's Matthew 25, where the dead in Christ, the dead uh, Israelites who were, whose sins were forgiven, by Yahshua with his sacrifice, their their souls came out of the ground and t- and spoke to the living Israelites, hey, the Messiah has come. And they also arose with Christ at that time. And th- those of us living were visited by the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, which is coming up. By the way, uh, Brother Abraham's calendar is still available here at Eurofolk Radio. I'll just quickly announce that you can get a copy of Brother Aber's Solar Feast Day Calendar uh, right here 
at Eurofolk Radio by sending a check or money order to ANP, that's American National Publishing, 900 Commerce Place, box number 1016, Forsyth, Illinois, 62535. I'll repeat that. That is ANP, 900 Commerce Place, box number 1016, Forsyth, Illinois, 62535. So the the Pentecost is still coming up, and uh, the fall feast days are still coming up. It's very important that you integrate these feast days into your lifestyle, into your Christian lifestyle from now on, because our time is getting short. And one of these years, the fall feast will be fulfilled. And as we teach here on Eurofolk Radio, the spring feasts, were fulfilled in Yahshua Messiah at the first advent, okay? And the fall feasts will be fulfilled at the second advent. The fall feasts are all about getting yourself ready for the second coming. That's what the fall feasts are all about. That It incorporates the teaching of the wise versus foolish virgins, Okay? So if you understand that the fall feasts are actually a prophetic indication of when he is to come, because just as the spring feasts occurred in a single batch, Passover, Passover Sabbath, Wave, Sheaf, etc., with Pentecost being the, representing the time in between the two advents, then you will realize we are getting close to the bitter end of all of this horrible history we're living through. So, let me go back up here because I don't want to miss what he has to say here about the uh, fall feasts. Okay, so uh, Pentecost, May 23, or usually around May 23, reminds us that we the faithful are his watchmen and have received his Holy Spirit. We are his witnesses and must spread the gospel and warn our people. Now, the interesting thing about a lot of these Hebrew roots people is they do practice the feast days, but they practice the Jewish version of the feast days, which is all wrong. They give all the wrong dates, and it's based on the sighting of the new moon, which the Bible says nothing about sighting of new moon. You can read the Bible from one end to the other, and you will read not one word of any Israelite priest taking time out to watch for a new moon. It never happened, and it doesn't happen, because the Hebrews, the, the Hebrew calendar does not incorporate the new moons. In fact, everybody knows that it's a solar calendar, Right, if, uh, Book of Jubilees tells us it's a solar calendar. The Book of Enoch tells us it's a solar calendar. The uh, the Qumran Essene calendar is a solar calendar. And there, but there were two other calendars being uh, followed in Palestine in those days: the Jewish calendar, the Pharisaic calendar, and the uh, Sadducee calendar. And, and there may have been other calendars as well. But the the Essenes practice an exclusively solar calendar. That is established fact. Their start date, in my opinion, is wrong. And there's other parts about the, their calendar that's wrong because it's, uh, it's uh, analyzed by both non-Christian academics and 
Christian academics uh, who really aren't, they haven't studied the calendar very well, so they jump to conclusions, okay? We can do a show about that in the near future, a very important subject. So let's get back to this document. So uh, Pentecost reminds us, okay, so this 2,000-year period between the two Advents is our growing up period. We, uh, the ancient Israelites who really did not follow Yahweh's laws at all had to be given a new spirit, a a spirit of awakening, a a spirit of cognizance of who we are, what we are, why we are, and whose we are, okay? (laughs) Brother Jim kept reminding me (laughs) that uh, his teacher, who was also a teacher of Brother Abair, that was a favorite saying of, oh, sorry, I can't remember the guy's name right now. But, uh, yeah, we have to know who we are and whose we are, and this is what Eurofolk Radio is all about, reminding us, true Israelites, who we belong to, namely Yahweh. Okay, so Feast of Trumpets around September 18th is a reminder of warning and preparation that he is coming it's also talking about at the last trump, Paul talks about these things extensively in his in his writings. The last trump. So we're talking about the last feast of trumpets. And that trumpet, in my opinion, is going to be a great earthquake. For those of who, who have survived earthquakes, you know that the earth makes great groaning noises that sound like a, well, it sounds like thunder for one thing. It sounds like a crashes. Uh, it sounds like rumbling, and it also makes uh, uh, trumpet-sounding noises as air is being blown out from the earth into the atmosphere. It makes sounds, horrible, really horrible sounds that scare people to death. And Just the sounds and the, the thunder and lightning may be terrible, okay? It's going to involve earthquakes, folks. It's going to involve earthquakes. Day of Atonement is next. And he has his date here is September 27th, and that will be when these prophecies are fulfilled. That the year that Yahshua does come back, these prophecies, these feast day prophecies will occur in a single year, rapid fire, just as they did in a single year, which I believe was 33 A.D. when he was crucified. All right. So all of this uh, this topic is relevant to the crucifixion. Day of Atonement, September 27th, is a reminder to not deny worldly things, to afflict ourselves with fasting for a day, and to trust Yahweh. Amen to that. Well said, Brother Charles. Feast of Tabernacles, October 2 through 8, he has here, is a reminder of our history and heritage when Yahweh freed our ancestors from Egypt and they dwelt in the wilderness slash tents tabernacles protected by Yahweh, and that with true knowledge and understanding and obedience, he will come back to dwell with us now. The important thing to know about Feast of Tabernacles, it also means the year that it occurs, and it's already occurring now, that our economic life will pretty much come to an end. And that you won't be able to use a cash cash station, right? Probably all the fast food joints will be closed down for lack of fuel, for lack of electricity, for lack of this and lack of that. Society is going to come crashing to a halt. This is why you will be 
forced, whether you like it or not, with few exceptions, there will be a few exceptions, those of us who live out in the wilderness already, and you don't live in the path of the mobs of blacks leaving the cities looking for food and plunder, if you are out of their pathway, then you may not have to move out into you know, into an actual tent, all right, an actual tent. But be prepared to live that way because you may run out of fuel, your, uh, your electricity may run out, I don't care how many solar panels you have, when the atmosphere is full of dark clouds <laughs> due to the volcanoes erupting with dust, right, and ash, your solar panels may not work anymore either. So unless you have a large propane tank to rely on, it's not likely you will have anything but old, good old-fashioned wood, a wood fire, etc. Okay? Yeah, and uh, Lily says, Mickey D's has started closing some fast food joints, right? Uh, all the other fast food joints are going to follow suit. Because why? Because the economy is collapsing. This is a prelude to the last great day, which is next on the list here, which he lists at, as October 9th. Oh, I think I forgot to mention the price for the calendar. It's $25 postpaid. Okay, sorry about that, folks. Anyway, note, based on studies of other people who stated that Jesus was born on September 29th, 5 B.C., we notice the date falls right in line with the fall feast days of trumpets. There you go. Tabernacles and the last great day between September 18th and October 9th for our 2023 example. Is this coincidence or prophetic? No, it's prophetic. And... Um, but uh, according to my reckoning, it's, uh, he was born uh, 2 B.C., around uh, September 29th, 2 B.C., and uh, you know, a study on that is a very, very detailed study. And I know 5 B.C. is a very popular start date by many authors. But let's continue. Uh, so, we notice that date falls right in line with the fall feast days of trumpets, tabernacles, and the last great day between September 18th and October 9th for our 2023 example. Uh, all I have to say about this is that, folks, we are very, very close. All the feast days are reminders and prophetic at one time or another. All the conclusions stated above in this paper correlate with Jesus' birthday being in late September or early October. We know that he comes after the seventh last trump, or during it, during, uh, I believe it's going to come during the Feast of Tabernacles in one of these upcoming years. And there's other reasons why we, the prophetic pointers are pointing to the year 2024, 2025, or shortly thereafter. It's really close, folks, and I'll be doing a, a study of that in the upcoming weeks. We know that he comes after the seventh trump, last trump, and he came to tabernacle as Emmanuel, God with us, Matthew one twenty three, and will come again to tabernacle with us in his kingdom. And his kingdom is coming down here to planet Earth. All the false teaching of the Judeo churches, and we talked extensively when we were down in, when I was down in Missouri and Arkansas about the false teaching that salvation is only about being saved and going into heaven. That's what the churches teach. The fact is, many of our Christian identity pastors 
newcomers and long-standing identity now realize that the word save or salvation is always referring to, almost without exception, incidents in your life where you are saved out of that incident. So you're saved from economic collapse. You're saved from a house fire. You're saved from an attack by a beast of the field, etc. That's what it really is talking about. And yes, and so Lily says conception would have occurred around December 25th to 29th. Thank you. It would have occurred around that time so that he would be born nine months later. Exactly. Okay. So we see that knowledge of the calendar, the Hebrew feast day calendar is very important to understand these things. All right. So, uh, Bottom line, Jesus Christ was born in late September or early October, and as Lily says, conception would have occurred around nine months earlier. And this is uh, chapter 9 of his document. When will Jesus come back? Based on a study of the feast days and their importance and Yahweh's solar calendar, his second advent will occur sometime in late September or early October, of our Gregorian calendar in a future year. Today's date is early February 2023, when this paper is being written. It is possible that 2023 could be the year when Jesus returns. If not, then some future year. And I don't think we've got much time left. I have stated many times that I think the outside date will be 2033. And the reason for that, I believe it's the prophecy in Hosea, which states that I will visit after two days. And I think it's in First Peter where it states that a day for Yahweh is like a thousand years for Adam. So he will visit after 2,000 years. The only question is, is this reckoning from his birth or his death? So my reckoning suggests that he was crucified April 3rd, 33 AD. So that's why I say 2033 is the outside date, okay? Most of us believe we're not going to last that long. We're not, because Yahshua also said those days will be shortened. If not shortened, then no, no flesh would survive on the earth because Satan's plan, that is the Rothschild Khazarian Mafia Syndicate, is trying to destroy us already. It's just a question. If we put up a strong resistance, their plans will fail, and certainly their timing will fail. So we have to demonstrate to Yahshua Messiah that we are his people by preparing for his second coming. If we're not preparing for his second coming, then we're those foolish virgins, those very, very foolish virgins. Okay. Chapter 10 here, or part 10. How long does Satan's global government have to make war with Yahweh's saints? In Revelation chapter 13, we have the rise of global government, sometimes called the New World Order. In reality, it is Satan's global government, or otherwise known as his fake kingdom of God. Yeah, because it's run by Jews who are falsely posing as Israel. And that stinking dirt pile in Palestine is not the real Israel, folks. Israel is a people, not a place. We are his sanctuary, not that stinking dirt pile. We are his sanctuary. As Paul says, know ye not 
that ye are the temple? Ye are the temple, not that dirt pile <laughs> temple. Made. And there's also the prophecy that says his kingdom, I believe this is also in Ezekiel, certainly in Dan, that Daniel, that uh, his kingdom, which will last forever, is a kingdom made without hands. Made without hands. Yahweh knitted us together. Yahweh, uh, his son, Yahshua, is the leader of that kingdom and not some Jew rabbi. And there's no third temple, folks. This is part of the deception. The third temple is a deception. Yes, they're anti-Israelites, not intra-Israelites. In Revelation, okay, so definitely the New World Order is the embodiment of the Jewish government that rules the world through, through economic means, namely through fractional reserve banking. So he says, let's take a look at that chapter and comment as needed in bold type. Here, so here we go. Revelation 13.1. And I, John the Apostle, stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast government rise up out of the sea, people, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast, that is the government, which I saw, was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon, Satan, gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now this is actually a recapitulation of the vision of Daniel. I think Daniel chapter 2 and chapter 9, uh, I don't know if we'll have time to get into that today. But this is a recapitulation of the vision of Daniel, Daniel's four beasts. So it had, it was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth was the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So the vision is a combination of a leopard, a bear, mouth of a lion, and, of course, the dragon itself, which is, in the other dimension, is Satan, who still exists as a spiritual entity, but his power has been limited, and the vast majority of the fallen angels that fell with him fell into the ground and are being held down under the ground for destruction at the judgment day. Verse 3, And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast, that is, the government. And they, Luciferians, worshipped the dragon, but not just the Luciferians. Judeo-Christians worshipped the dragon, too, unknowingly, just as Eve was unknowingly seduced by Nachash, right, the fallen angel. Our people have been unknowingly, unwittingly seduced by Nachash's children, the Jews. And they, Luciferians, worshipped the dragon, Satan, which gave power unto the beast government, and they worshipped the beast government, 
saying, who is like unto the beast government? Who is able to make war with him? Well, yeah, they, they control the world's governments through the United Nations and through their banking operations. They manipulate every government on the planet through their banking operations. Verse 5, And there was given unto him, that government, a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given to him, government, to continue forty and two months. And he, government, opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell well, in, in heaven. So let's assume that the mouth is radio, television, and the airwaves. Paul tells us that Satan is the prince of the air. And Satan's agents, namely the televangelists and the Jews that own all those networks, are his mouthpiece. They are his mouthpiece. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him, that is the government, over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So, have they not exercised authority over us, his people, to encourage you to take the jab? To encourage you to get apps on your phone that will tell the beast system where you are so they can press a button and give you a heart attack? press a button and kill you if they need to with mRNA technology. Folks, it's here. (laughs) If you don't understand that the Antichrist is here, then you don't know anything. Yes, it's pure Satanism. That's what it is. In disguise, of course, because the UN and the Jews, with smiling words and smiling lips and a phony posture, of sincerity and holiness, right, are seducing our people into believing that a third temple needs to be built and that they, as the fake Chosenites, are his people. And so all of these Judeo-Christians, Hebrew roots people, Christian Zionists, etc., have been totally hoodwinked into believing this great lie that is the beast that deceiveth the whole world, the subtitle of my book, The Great Impersonation, Revelation 12, 15, folks. The beast has deceived the whole world. Hook, line, sinker, rod and reel, and fishing boat, except for the elect, who cannot be deceived because the word says, even If it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. But the elect can't be deceived. And that's us, the awakened children of Israel. Okay? So, uh, we're seeing that all of this reality has already come to pass and is almost in full bloom. The only thing we're waiting for is for, I think, the building of another temple. I'm not, I'm not going to stop referring to it as a third temple. The building of a fake temple, that's what I'm going to refer to it as a fake temple, is the current lure that the Jews are using to deceive our people. But that's blasphemy, folks, because if you believe that a third temple must be built and animal sacrifice must be resumed, that's the red heifer business that the Jews are promoting now, 
then you are denying that Yahshua Messiah is the Messiah. You are denying that. Paul tells us he is the, the last sacrifice, and he came to redeem Israel. Do we need to redeem Israel another time? No. When he comes again, it will be to save us from the destruction of this world. So you better be one of the wise virgins and not one of the foolish virgins. And he quotes now, verse 7, And it was given unto him, the government, to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Yahweh gave him the power to overcome Israel, except for the elect. And power was given, and they have. They have this false doctrine that is the Jewish religion, that they're posturing as Israel, has overcome the vast majority of white Christian people. It has, no doubt about it. It's called Judeo-Christianity. Verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, government whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So, if your name is not written in that book as his chosen, his elect, then you don't have much chance of surviving this. Verse 9, If any man have an ear, let him hear. Verse 10, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the face of the saints. Oh, folks, I've just about run out of patience. (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's have that last battle. Bring it on. But I'm sure Yahshua is being patient because there are still redeemable Israelites out there, even though as deluded as they are, most of our people are not, their DNA is not filled with evil. We, We don't have that Edomite DNA, which comes from the garden of Cain. We don't have that evil DNA. It's just like Eve, we are easy to be deceived. It's way too easy to deceive us. Why? Because we have abandoned his laws. I'm just going to quote Deuteronomy chapter 28, I believe it's verse 15, which says that the alien who is within you shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. It should be obvious what that verse is saying. The New World Order has entered our nation and is lending money to us through the fractional reserve banking system and thereby has control of us. And if you are mentally with the beast, if you are part of mammon and you have forsaken Yahweh's laws, I'm sorry, your chances of surviving the judgment day are virtually nil. So, these fall Hebrew feast days are all about our people awakening before it's too late. Let me repeat what I just said. These fall feast days are all about our people awakening and realizing who they are and recognizing Yahweh and his son Yahshua and dumping 
every vestige of Jewish religion once and for all. Verse 11. And I beheld another beast, Satan, coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, Satan. And he, Satan, exerciseth all the power of the first beast government before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast government, whose deadly wound was healed. Uh, Let me see. Okay, verse 13. And he, Satan, doeth great wonders, so that he, Satan, maketh fire come down from heaven and on the earth in the sight of men. Yeah, drones, right? <laughs> they, they can destroy the planet with drones, with missiles, with atomic blasts. They have all the technology at their disposal. We, Even though we created all that technology, they stole it from us. They stole it from us. Note, Satan uses technology to imitate and fake the real power of Yahshua. For example, laser beams from orbiting satellites, cell phones to track everyone, and electronics to control the weather. And virtually every day when I go online, the uh, Windows wants me to connect my computer to my cell phone so they can track me even better. That's why I don't do... I don't do purchases with my cell phone. It's not a good idea. They can track you with your credit card. They can track you with your checking records. You don't want to make yourself an easy target, especially with your cell phone. Why? Have you seen the videos of people holding their cell phones and all of a sudden there's a flash and the person holding the cell phone that flashed all of a sudden goes into cardiac arrest? (laughs) They go into cardiac arrest. They're Face looks up, their eyes sink into the back of their skull, and they turn around and fall down dead. Have you seen those videos? They can do that. Verse 14. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which had the power, that is, imitation, to do in the sight of the beast government, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast that is government, which had the wound by the sword and did live. Well, it's interesting. Uh, What is this referring to? The Jew power, the United Nations, they they rule the world through the United Nations and through the uh, uh, banking empire. Those are the two powers that they have. which had the wound by the sword and did live. And he, Satan, had power to give life unto the image of the beast of government, that the image of the beast government should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast government should be killed. All right, so it's saying that this beast was reborn. Now, the way I have interpreted this in the past is it's very obvious that the sixth beast, that is Rome, had two incarnations, first as Imperial Rome and secondly as the Holy Roman Empire under the papacy. That beast received a deadly wound and reincarnated. That that deadly wound was caused by the pagan Israelite tribes, okay, who invaded Rome and sacked it and went their way. Although a lot of those Germanic tribes stayed there 
and uh, began to live there, okay? But most of them just went back north and, uh, to continue founding the, the nations of Europe. But there, there are numerous dual prophecies of these, you know, these developments. So it can, if it happened once, it can happen again, and we know that history repeats itself, so let's continue verse 16. And it, it make the appearance, okay, okay, I'm getting it. Let me continue reading, and I think I have the uh, good interpretation here. But let me finish his article here. Verse 16, And he, Satan, causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand that is work for, or in their foreheads, minds, okay, and this was true of the Catholic Church as well, that they had the power of the interdict. What was the interdict? It was the ability to destroy you economically, to, to make you a non-entity, to cause other Catholics to hate you because you did not accept the Catholic version of the mark, which was called the interdict. All right? So if you were not a practicing Catholic and you didn't uh, put money in, or shekels in the uh, where you light candles to various idols, such as saints, <laughs> right, so-called saints, right, and uh, go through the entire retinue of Catholic religion, which is the false kingdom of, well, it's the re- reincarnation of Babylon. That's what it is. It's the reincarnation of Babylon as we talked about earlier in the show, all right, uh, Semiramis and her child, which is supposedly reincarnated, etc. We don't have time to go into all that today. So, then he, Satan, causes all small and great, rich and poor, free and bound, to receive a mark in their right hand, and his work for the beast, or in their foreheads, minds. Yeah, they're, they're, told, they're in. They're all in on the beast system of the world. They're economically in, they're intellectually in, and even religiously in with their false belief that the Jews who are running Babylon today are God's chosen people. No, they're not. Verse 17, And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast government or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding Count the number of the beast, government, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6. Therefore, from Revelation 13.5 above, we know that Satan's global government will have 42 months to overcome the saints. Great Tribulation, of course. It is a reference to the Great Tribulation. But now let me interject here, because this was part of the teaching that I gave last Saturday a week ago, about what's it's getting ready to happen. There is a dual fulfillment because the third beast, Babylon, of the seven beasts that are enumerated numerous times in the book of Revelation. And let me just, uh, I can think I can reel them off by, uh, by heart. Uh, uh, Assyria, uh, sorry, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, the third beast, the Medes and Persians, the Greeks being five, Rome being six, seven being Napoleon. But there is an eighth beast. The eighth beast is Babylon reborn. 
So we have two incarnations of Mystery Babylon. You want to guess where the fractional reserve banking system was invented? It was in ancient Babylon. So we're going to have a dual fulfillment of a beast being reborn in these end times. And that is the Jewish-run banking system, folks. There's no doubt about it. It's the Jewish-run banking system. So we're approaching the end of this article. This is part 11. What does Jesus have to say about the Great Tribulation? Okay, Matthew 24, 21. For then shall be great tribulation. Okay. Are we in the midst of great tribulation yet? (laughs) Has it begun? Did it start with COVID? I think it did, folks. The lockdowns, that's an economic factor. A lot of white men, young white men who were trying to get started economically by getting jobs, by building businesses, committed suicide. They committed suicide, folks. And those who haven't been killed by the jab yet will soon die or have very serious illnesses which will destroy their economic lives as well. Folks, we are in the midst of tribulation. Doubt it not. Yes, Freebird, COVID started the tribulation. But we were already in the midst of tribulation. Yes, and the internet, thank you, Nimble Horse, the international bankers are that power. Mystery Babylon is ancient Babylon reborn. Okay, I see uh, Freebird has a, a rumble uh, video, which looks really interesting, the Babylonian banking beast. The Babylonian banking beast. Okay, I'll see if I can share that with people on Telegram after today's show. But uh, my powers of multitasking are somewhat limited. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get back to this article. Yeah, it is definitely, it is definitely Mystery Babylon reborn. And that's why we're having such great tribulation. Such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. This is the great tribulation, folks. How many people are dying? How many millions of people? If you can believe all the reports. And what did Bill Gates say? Well, we're going to reduce the world population from 8 billion to 500 million. The image of the, the, the Georgia Guidestones being bulldozed sticks with me. In fact, I'm going to be visiting that site later this year because I want to put a curse upon that site because we know who created it. The Rothschilds created that site to brag about what their intentions are to us, right? But that site became such a, a black eye for them because people were mocking it and exposing it that they had to destroy it. So the Rothschilds themselves destroyed the Georgia Guidestones. And I have a friend who lives near there, so I'm going to visit with him, and then he's going to take me on a tour of that area. And I want to put a curse on that, personally. And maybe (laughs) kick dirt on it. (laughs) All right, anyway. 
except those days should be shortened. There should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, and these will only be Christians, for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Okay? So, as I said earlier, at the outside, we have until 2033. Most people think it's going to be sooner, and it probably will be sooner, because it says here, right right here, those days shall be shortened. Mark 13, 19, For in those days shall be affliction, tribulation, such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. All right, this is going to be the worst of the worst. It'll even be worse than the Exodus. And what kind of tribulation was that? Well, it started out, it started out with a great earthquake. A, a, a volcanic eruption at an island just north of Egypt and the dark clouds, the you know, which with all its poison and uh, dust, which when you breathe that dust in, will affect your lungs. So it might be advisable to get a gas mask, right? I mean, a literal gas mask, not one of those ineffective masks they sell at the drugstore. You may have to get a real gas mask to filter out all the dust, and uh, including volcanic dust, and etc. And maybe even to filter out all of these particles that are raining down us down on us from chemtrails that may be part of the message here we may, we may have to get I'm going to run out and get a gas mask tomorrow <laughs> all right such as was not from the beginning of creation which God created unto this time neither shall be if I walk into a Walmart wearing that gas mask people probably won't even notice all <laughs> right because of all the weird outfits people wear to Walmart anyway and except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved, but for the elect's sake, whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened the days. So here's your dual witness, folks. If Jesus doesn't intervene and shorten the tribulation, a period of 42 months, then all humans would be killed. Part 12. What is the duration of the shortened great tribulation? I believe the answer is in Revelation chapter 9. Oops, I went too far. Revelation 9, 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Yeah, this is either going to be a meteor or an asteroid. Verse 2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. Well, there's your earthquakes. There's your volcanic eruptions. Great furnace? Isn't there a great furnace underneath the ground? (laughs) Okay. Something's going to happen to split the ground and allow all that lava to pour out. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. There you go. We're going to have a global darkening due to all of this volcanic activity. Verse 3 And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions, metaphor for enemies, Luke 10, 19, of the earth have power. What what, what do scorpions do? They sting you. 
okay, and cause a welt to appear on your body. You want to avoid that sting. And this could be animals coming out of the ground for a short period of time, such as scorpions. And who knows what's under the ground? The biologists of the world don't even know what, uh, how many animals live at the bottom of the ocean. We're discovering new animals all the time. Verse 4, And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any green tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So this is going to be a judgment from Yahweh himself, folks, that those scorpions, whatever they are, and it's just, I'm, just, I'm just getting this right now, they could be all those Chinese soldiers and UN soldiers that come out of the ground who have been put there by the Rashas. Part of the thing we were talking about last Saturday and during the week was the Jews have created all these tunnels under the ground, you know, like the Denver airport. And these tunnels connect one place to another so they, they can move convoys under the ground from one city to another. They have done this. And I just was informed that there is actually an underground tunnel from the Vatican to Palestine. However, depending on how severe these earthquakes are, these tunnels will not function because they will crack up and break and be blocked. So all the preparation they have done with these underground caverns, and that's really what they are, underground caverns will fail. But all of the troops that are there under the ground will have to come out. They will have no choice but to come out. And this is probably what these scorpions are. All right, back to his analysis here. And this is a very important verse. I can't stress how important this verse is. Revelation 9, 4. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. That's us. We have the seal of Yahweh in our foreheads. So these scorpions will not have power over us. And I think that this means, because I'm interpreting verse 4 off the cuff here, that those of us who are fully prepared, Allah, the Feast of Tabernacles, and have prepared our households as much as possible for an inevitable invasion, whether it's by UN Chinese or just hordes of starving people coming from the big cities. If you are prepared, you have done your part and prepared that these enemies will not hurt you. They will not even cross your lawn, that is the green grass. They will not be able to destroy your property, your house, or your barn, etc. That's how I interpret this verse here. Verse 5, And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion enemy when he striketh as a man. Well, this is very interesting, because 
historically, when alien invaders went to invade a country, they did it during the summer months from from uh, early spring to late fall because that's when they could eat the goods of the land, eat the fruit of the land, and supply their army. Otherwise, they would have to have a vast store of supplies as they're traveling from uh, city to city, country to country. If they didn't, if they weren't able to live off the land, they wouldn't be able to you know, uh, strike at all these various targets. So that's why in the olden days they had to do it in the summertime, all right, in the late spring, early fall. They never invaded in the wintertime, unless the country was blooming <laughs> all, all year round, okay. So, but that's not the case with us. Most of us live in climates where we have uh, pretty severe winters and pretty hot summers. Uh, few of us, and f- those that have, like Florida, where it's summer all year long, the summers are so hot they're almost unbearable. Okay, so I think that's what the meaning of this. So that it's going to tell us that they're going to invade in the summertime from late spring to early fall. Okay, and that's when they're going to hurt us. But they're only going to hurt those deluded Christian Israelites who haven't accepted the truth that we are Israel, we Caucasians are Israel, and the Jews are imposters. That's who it's going to hurt. Verse 6, And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Oh, I want to die. It hurts so much. But I don't have a gun to shoot myself in the head. Verse 7. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold, and their faces were as faces of men. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to have drones, right? Well, this could be taken two ways. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of the article here, but just I'm thinking off the top of my head here. Uh, it could be drones, and they could have symbols on them, or they could be actual men and or women uh, sitting in the pilot's chair, and you can see their faces, right, like of a, uh, a Huey helicopter, etc. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, they, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings as the sound of chariots, and of many horses running to battle. Well, it could be uh, like tanks as well, with symbols on them. And the, the person sitting on the turret of the turret of the tank will be visible. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. So you know. But now I, I could say that the UN troops are capable of invading at any time, all year round, because their technology is so sophisticated that they could hurt us all year round. But whatever power they have will be limited to this five-month period for whatever reason. Certainly, if you have to amass troops, and we already heard that the Chinese troops are along our border with Canada, and they're also in the southern border as well, that these Chinese troops are already there getting ready to invade. They just need to hear the command to go. 
go and invade. But they're also part of the alien invasion from Mexico. All right, all those. So I think those people are going to be used as shields. They're being used to invade our nations now, year-round, because the Jews created this whole situation. So they're already here softening us up for this big invasion that's being talked about here in Revelation chapter 9. And verse 11, And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. Didn't we say earlier that Lucifer and his minions were cast underground waiting the the damnation day? Whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, Satan, but in the Greek, Greek tongue, his name is Apollyon, Satan. So Satan will be loosed for this five-month period of the judgment period. Based on the above scripture, the duration of the Great Tribulation is five months, which correlates with the five-month life cycle of real locusts, okay, and other, uh, and other uh, animals as well, insects, and our enemy is like a living insect. All right, looks like I'm going to have to run through this really quickly because this is the concluding part. Conclusions. If Jesus returns during the period of trumpets, tabernacles, and the last great day of Yahweh's solar calendar, as described above in chapter 9, then he will arrive sometime between late September and early October of our Gregorian calendar. The only question is which year? For the sake of calculations, let's say he returns on October 1. Therefore, if you back up five months, you will arrive at May 1st. Isn't May 1st the traditional May Day of both the pagans and the Jews? Because the Jews are pagans. They practice Kabbalah. They don't practice the Mosaic Law. They practice the Kabbalah, Gematria, Talmud. That's what the Jews... And May 1st was the day that the Illuminati was formed by Adam Weishaupt and Meyer Amschel Rothschild. They will certainly want to celebrate their day, okay? And, and they hope to destroy us during this invasion. So, to wrap this up. So, if some fellow shows up around May 1st of this year or later years claiming to be Jesus in a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem... Take heed and don't be deceived. All right. And then uh, there's a bunch of links here uh, for, uh, I think, outside the beast, uh, leaven and leavened water, etc. So I'll, I'll just share this. I'll do my best to share this article when I post uh, today's show. Or at the very least, I'll post these links, okay, with the posting of today's recording. All right, text taken from the John D. Rockefeller Masonic Creed. We will keep their lives short and their minds weak while pretending to do the opposite. We will use our knowledge of science and technology in subtle ways so that they never see what is happening. We will use soft metals, aging accelerators, and sedatives in food and water as well as in the air. Let me just interject here because to me the true purpose of CERN, C-E-R-N, is to open the gates of hell. 
That's the true purpose of CERN, not to find some God particle. That's all fake, folks. That's just the cover story for the real purpose of CERN, which is to open the gates of hell. We will use soft metals, aging accelerators, and sedatives in food. Oh, sedatives? Oh, fluoride? (laughs) And water as well as in the air. They will be covered in poisons wherever they turn. Yep. They're raining down these poisons and they're now injecting them into our food. The soft metals will make them lose their minds. Is that why we're seeing so many zombies walking around? We will promise to find a cure from our many funds, and yet we will give them more poison. Chemical poisons will be absorbed through the skin of idiots who believe that certain hygiene and beauty products presented by great actors and musicians will bring eternal youth to their faces and bodies. And through their thirsty and hungry mouths, we will destroy their minds and systems of internal organs reproduction. However, their children will be born as disabled and deformed, and we will hide this information, unquote. And our people, in their ignorance, will even vaccinate their own children with the jab, which is happening right now. Okay? So, well done, Charles. This is, again, as I said at the very beginning, that the fall feast days correlate with the destruction of our people, or the judgment day, put it that way. And so uh, Charles Conner has done an outstanding job of demonstrating the correlation between the Hebrew calendar and these prophecies. Uh, Cappy, no, I don't have a link to the article. I will do my best. Maybe he can send me one, or maybe I can create one by putting it online. But I read through the whole thing and, and, and two uh, two episodes here, and uh, you know you will have the uh, rec- recording of that. Uh, but I'll do my best to get a, a URL for this particular article. All right. So, but getting back to who is the Antichrist, I think I have time enough to read these verses, which are very important because here's another aspect of the delusion that our people are under, that Antichrist is yet to come. No. The Antichrists have been with us since they executed Christ and even before. These Antichrists were created in the Garden of Eden. They are the descendants of Cain. First John 2.18, little children, it is the last time. And as yet, as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come even now. Are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time? Uh, those little antichrists are running around all over the place. They're called Jews and their followers. First John 2.22 Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ or that Yahshua is the Messiah? Who is it that denies that Yahshua is the Messiah? Obviously, it's the Jews. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. They deny Yahweh by refusing to pronounce his name, which they would probably melt if they did. And they, even the word God, they spell G-D, okay? They don't even say the word God. 
and they falsely proclaim that we, the reason they do that is because they have reverence for the name of it. No, they don't. That's a lie. They're just saying that to prevent us, true Israelites, from praying in his name. First John 4, 3, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Are you listening, children of Israel? Are you listening? Every spirit that confesseth not that Yahshua Messiah is come in the flesh is not of Yahweh. The Jews are that spirit, and they are teaching white people, including pagan whites, to not confess the name of Yahshua. And I don't care if you call him Jesus, Yahshua, or applesauce, as long as you're praying to the right person, right? (laughs) The Son of God. And you worship the Son of God as the Son of Yahweh, then you're praying to the right person because the name Jesus is a, uh, it's a transliteration, not a translation of Yahshua. Yahshua meaning Yahweh saves. The name Jesus does not have that meaning in any language, okay? But that's where the word Jesus comes from. This is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now is already in the world. So all these Judeo-Christians who have been falsely taught the Antichrist hasn't showed up yet, we have two witnesses that tell us that these Antichrists are already here. In fact, they've been with us since Eve was deceived and seduced in the garden. That's how long they have been with us. Second John 1.7 for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Yahshua Messiah is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So, folks, they are all over the place. They've been with us since the garden. And just really quickly, because here is wisdom, folks. Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the wheat and the tares. It says very clearly when the apostles asked him to explain this parable. What is the parable of the wheat and the tares? He says very clearly that the tares are those who rise up in the end times with their black heads, because they have black heads. And, uh, lolium temulentum is the weed that Yahshua Messiah refers to in that parallel, uh, par- parable. Lolium temulentum. It's a poisonous weed that drives us crazy when we happen to eat it. That's Judaism, folks. That's a reference to Judaism. And the blackheads, the fedoras that these Talmudic rabbis wear, those are the tares. The wheat, however, has what I call golden blonde hair, and the wheat bows to Yahweh. Whenever the wind blows, the wheat bows to Yahweh, but the tares do not. They stand up in defiance of Yahweh. That is the significance of that parable. Now, when the judgment day comes, Yahshua clearly states, wait until the harvest day. Then, Harvest the tares first, 
gather them, bundle them, and set them on fire. After we are done doing that, then the wheat will be gathered into his barn, i.e. his kingdom. So all of these prophecies are getting ready to unfold before our very eyes, and they're already doing so. The only thing we're waiting for is the judgment day itself. Yes, the devil is walking around in shoe leather. Thank you, Lily. And that's today's show. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Get ready.